Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first Donna and Steve show of 2024. How's it feel? Do we sound different? Do I feel different? different. Oh, gosh, yes, I know. I love the bob cut that you got. <laughs> it, it was cute. time for a change. Yeah. It was time for a change. Love the face framing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're it's going amazing. more natural with your face fur, the the lip the lip hair. Good, I think. Strong. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, natural. Yeah. Welcome. It's uh it is the year 2024. Sounds fake. Every year that we live in from now on sounds like we are living in some sort of a science fiction novel, but we're happy to be alive. I feel like when, once we got to like 2020, like you had to start doing maybe even just the 2000s that you had to start dating things like not 24, but 2024. You know what I mean? Sure. Because it could be mistaken for 1924. I don't know. Although the yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, I suppose. But I think each living generation usually I think we're now. I think we're safe to say any year now because those who were alive in 2024 and we love you if you're listening okay so strongly that being said they're probably dead okay you know what i mean i think we're safe and so we can now we can now say what we want to say i did make it back from pennsylvania everybody i was supposed to fly back on today is tuesday i was supposed to fly back on sunday as we were traveling to the airport we get a notification that says your flight is delayed by an hour and a half, which normal circumstances, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mine was but too. Yeah. We were traveling an airline that we normally don't travel with, and this airline is really big into mm, connecting flights. They love Chicago Midway. It should be called Chicago Midway Airlines. Do you want to say what it rhymes with? I will not say it by name because I don't want to single-handedly take down an airline today, but I will call it Northeast Airlines. Okay. <laughs> as opposed to its counterpart. The bags flew free, let me assure you. Uh, it was it was a problem. It was an hour and a half, so then we were going to miss our connecting flight mm-hmm. in Chicago. So then we're like, you know what? What if we just, what, what, what are our other options? So we had one option, which was to spend six hours in airports that day oh, with our family God. of six. The other oh. option was just go back to mom and dad's, stay another day, travel at the same time the following day. That's what we did. The only problem was when it was like 1 a.m. and New Year's had come and gone and we're just going to bed, Lou sits up after looking at her phone and said, I, oh, "We, by the way, we drove to the airport. We were on the way to the airport, so we went and spoke with a ticketing agent at the airport. She said, all right, who are all you traveling, blah, blah, blah. Your rebook for tomorrow. See you then, Patterson's. That night at 1 a.m., Lou says she did not rebook all of us. She rebooked four out of the six of us. And it said that I had missed my flight. And there was a canceled reservation as a result. I, you know, I was a delinquent. I didn't cancel. So I'm then really I'm on the- surprised that you chose this airline to fly considering it's past The only problems. reason we did was because there was such a disparity in price on that particular day that it drove. Because our ticket fare difference. That's how they get you, you know. Yes, and I know. Just stab you right in the back. Whenever we have a fare difference, you know, we're doing the math times six, right? So if it's $150 or $250 difference, now that's times six. So you're, you're making like a $1,000 decision. So we're like, whatever, we'll do it. But then I had to call. I call a woman in the middle of the night. It's like one thirty. She's like, uh, 
Northeast Airlines, this is Patty. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Patty's at her house right now. And I was like, I think this is, you heard no noise behind her, no ringing phones, no mm-hmm. printing, no fax machines, dead silence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took a while. Before, except Maybe I about, heard chickens. Oh. <laughs> Dogs barking. Yep, yeah, roosters, the doorbell. Yeah. Uh, 25 minutes later, she got it all figured out. We got home. It was fine. But uh, I said, oh. I said, everybody drink this in. This might be our last time on Northeast Airlines as a family. Okay, anyway. glad you made it. I made it. We're here. You got yeah. home from Jersey? I okay? got home. Great. Everything Holly? was fine. I stayed here. You didn't travel. You didn't dare tempt the, 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 the gods of travel one more time to spoil your Christmas. Absolutely not. That's right. That's yeah, scar tissue, friends. Not, yeah. I'll tell you what happened to me, though. On my way out, so I took a 6 a.m. flight out scheduled a lift driver lift driver arrives talking to this lady very nice and it's taking us on these back roads and i'm like i'm really surprised that we're going on these back roads because that's usually only in the event of traffic would the gps take you that way and she said you know i have a feeling there have been some some changes some legislature some kind of whatever she had a feeling that it was doing that to make the ride longer, to charge the customer more money, right? Oh, so sure. we get on 494, and a couple of minutes go by. We finally get on after going all these stupid back roads. I live right off the highway. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, I know. Uh, so a couple of minutes go by, and I'm like, uh, this does not look right. It took us 494 west. Instead oh. of oh, no, that's, east. So no. I'm going back past oh, no. my house. So after, it was when you passed the Costco and Eden Prairie that you were like, maybe we should hang I, a Yui. Correct. Okay. Correct. And she was like, oh, I don't know why it told me to go west. I'm like, okay, so now I'm getting nervous. Because I'm not a person who gets to the airport two hours early. Any point you think you're getting killed? Because I know, I know you want you to be abductable. That. And I have to tell you a story off the air. I can't say it on the air. Oh, okay. That might have brought me to that conclusion. But anyway, no, it didn't. And I, I, and I made it for my flight, but I barely made it. Barely. Hmm. It, it's tough. Travel is tough. Yeah. You know what they say, though? I heard a guy say once, traveling uh, hurts, but not traveling hurts more. Correct. You know? Plus, a bunch of us got sick over the holidays, and I said, as people were like, oh, no, this person's sick, this person's sick, I said, you know what, though, when you think of it, there are two ways to view it. You could be healthy alone right now or sick together. Mm. I choose sick together. That's beautiful, Steve. What am I, a freaking poet? Let's put that on a plaque. Yeah, there were a lot of cancellations due to COVID in my family. Yeah. Not a lot, yeah. but a handful. Yeah. You know, people just not coming. They're just like, no, let's, let's just stay home. But it was great. It was, it was great. great. Now the band is back together, everybody. We're back together. We're ready to put in a full four-day work week this week. Uh, <laughs> we have all sorts of fun stuff coming up today. The record books have been cleared. The College of Pop Culture Knowledge, which famously ended in a tie last year. And you got to be willing to go on the ride with us when it comes to scoring this game in December especially. But it ended in a tie last year. It is 0-0 today. We'll start a brand new 2024 edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It is a Tuesday, Rocco Clocko. We will do at 11.30. We're going to play the same name game, so I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, also coming up today at 930, uh, you likely heard the news while we were away back on December 22nd that mm. um, sadly Ian Punnett, uh, who you know from the Ian and Marjorie show for 10 years here on My Talk, right. passed away after a short illness. And this was news that really caught all of us off on the guard. air staff off guard. And so at 930 today, uh, we're going to bring Elizabeth Reese on. She, of course, was one half of the Marjorie and Elizabeth show. Uh, she knew Marjorie Punnett well, and, uh, and of course, Ian Punnett also. And so she's going to come on to just share a little bit of her perspective. That'll be at 9.30 today, so I hope you stick around for that. Um, when we come back, we will continue in our normal stupid show. Mickey Mouse is in a horror film because people suck. We'll explain <laughs> why when we come back. That's Donna and Steve on my talk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Let's do it, Donna. All right, Steve. The year is here. You know it. I saw a non Disney movie in theaters over the weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw a movie in the theater over the weekend as well. Not this weekend. It's called Migration. What is that? It is an animated movie. Okay. About. Ducks flying south, migrating. A family of ducks that normally never takes the chance. They always stay at their pond. And then migrating ducks pass overhead, and they're like, come on, do it. But Dad likes to stay safe in the pond. It's scary oh, out there. Oh, cute. Yeah, it's a cute concept. I think have seen this uh, trailer. Yes, good voice cast. Um, you've got Elizabeth Banks, um, Kumil Nanjiami. Did I just say that correctly? Not Probably really. Not. Um who I loved in Silicon Valley, Aquafina, uh, Danny DeVito. They've, they've got a really nice cast. Um, it, it was, it was solid. It was solid, like six and a half. I Who guess. Who'd you take? All the kids? Um, yes, all the kids. This was on New Year's Eve when we were unexpectedly uh, doing one more day in Pittsburgh. Got it. All the kids. Yep, and uh, a grandma came, and uh, yeah, a little bit of a weird night at the theater, but. Yeah, we, we, we made it through. But it, which is, you know, when we talk of Disney and these staples that you go and you have an expectation of what they're going to deliver. This is not a Disney movie. This was by Illumination, who's behind the uh, the Minions movies. Sure. And, they, and I quite enjoy a lot of their work. But, yeah, I just thought it would be a little little better, a little meatier. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It was, it was solid. All right. Well, what would you, what are you giving it? Six and a half. Out of ten. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Not great. Barely passing. But solid. Not a five. Mm. 
Not 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 failing. Okay. Very right, good. Well, as of today, or was it yesterday? As of yesterday, actually, uh, looks like Mickey Mouse, a very specific Mickey Mouse. Yes. Uh, is part of the public domain. Now, this is a problem. This, I mean, it depends how you look at it. Naively, like a child. Steamboat Willie, the 1928 short mm-hmm. that basically launched the empire, right? Yeah, yeah. That Walt built. And he's you'll know him if you watch Disney movies. <laughs> it's that little whistling short that goes really quick. Yeah. Wow, that was bad whistling. That was so bad. Oh my gosh, it was almost all air. It's okay. But anyway, that's the steamboat. That's the version. That can that, be used by anyone and everyone. Yeah, people care about that version too. It's got like historic yeah. significance. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. I just loved it. And I bet Mickey you'll watch this. And whistle for him. There we go. Yeah. Here it goes. Oh, adorable. <laughs> yes. So cute. Well. And he's at a ship, Donna. Big ship I with one know. of those big ship wheels. I love it. Oh, that's good. Thank well, you, yeah, unfortunately, um, there's already a horror movie, I believe. I don't know if it's officially out, but the trailer sure is. It looks uh, pretty cool, actually. It kind of reminds me of Scream. I went on Variety. Variety's kind of a tame website. They don't ever give you like a real interesting story. It's kind of a sleepy day in Hollywood still. I get it. But boom, front page story. Steamboat Willie horror film. And it's this <laughs> eerie silhouette of Willie, in this case, getting off of his steamboat and looking across the river <laughs> at the city that he is about to likely go and torment. <laughs> it looks It looks pretty good. I mean, if you're a teenager... You'll probably be into this. Hmm. Anyway, Mickey's not alone. There are other characters who are now part of the public domain. We have got. We, have we seen something with Tigger already? Was there a was there a scary Tigger? Was scary Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. That's it. Okay, so now it's Tigger too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Pan. Let's mm-hmm. see what else. Uh, da, da, da. There's some stuff from the Marx Brothers, Cole Porter's. Let's uh, let's do it. Didn't we already see the horror version of Peter Pan? Nope. You know what? I'm thinking of Michael Jackson. What? It's <laughs> a joke, <laughs> oh, Donna. Hey, he wanted to be Peter Pan. Uh, yeah, had, okay. There were questionable allegations during his life. Right. Okay. Wow. That was <laughs> Thank you. Too soon. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. There's some other stuff. But okay. those are the biggies. Those are the biggies. <laughs> I, I just love that people go automatically to horror. This is what we do. We say, it's what so is bizarre. the opposite way that we could use the thing? And let's do that first. Yeah. Because in theory now, let's say, uh, you, you know, you could have a movie where there's a mixture of live action and animation. And now, because he's public domain... A movie producer could write Steamboat Willie into a non-Disney movie if they wanted to, you know? Okay, I did not do a deep, deep dive into this, but what is it, 100 years? I think it is 100 years. Okay, yeah. before, like... Yeah, just about, like, 90-something. Okay. Because Disney was the company, in fact, that kind of 
mm, made copyright laws extend even further. They kind of nicknamed it the Mickey Mouse legislation. Got it. Back in the 90s, because people were like, well, just wait a minute. These should be in the public domain. And Disney kind of was like, well, you know, we're going to like, we're going to push it over here a little bit. We're going to help get this copyright legislation passed. Got it. Okay. Oh, you know, yeah. Donna, the ones on this list, are they all actively free to use? I believe so. But you can only use the Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse. That's because right. Because there are copyrights on other iterations of Mickey Mouse. So proceed with caution. Yes. <laughs> Just okay, good to caution. know. Yes. Well, uh, the reason I mention that is we could pull up. We're, we're not allowed to use songs in the podcast, but we could today with Louis Armstrong's Mac the Knife because oh. that is now public domain. It's the best version of that song. I believe it's the original version of that song. Uh, Kevin Spacey, I understand the timing, <laughs> a surprisingly good cover of Mac the Knife. Oh, yeah, because he did a whole there. Bobby Darren bio. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah, that, that was really that good, was, too. Yeah. It sounded good. Anyway, um, thank you, Donna. Thank you, Steve. That was uh, fun. Let's see here. Anything else that they're going to try to ruin in my childhood? Tigger, I wish they would just leave their hands off Tigger. I do, too. But Pooh, also, they should have just left him alone. He's yeah. just so innocent. It's like Rule 34 of the Internet, guys. Rule 34. Which says? Rule 34 is a concept <laughs> meaning that if something exists in real life or is even made up, there will be a pornographic depiction of it. Son on of a gun. <laughs> for the love. Oh, no. Get ready for Mickey. Whoa. I mean, you could argue Donald was asking for it. He's been walking around without pants for years. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Well, with that. Uh, sad turn of events. Uh, we will now take a quick break. When we come back, uh, my buddy from Twin Cities Live, Elizabeth Reese, will join us to share some of her thoughts on the life of Ian Punnett, who passed away over Christmas break. We'll be right back. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You know, our uh, radio station lost a, a dear friend over the holiday break. And um, after battling a brief illness, Ian Punnett passed away at the age of 63. And for those people who, who may not know, maybe you're newer My Talk listeners, uh, Ian helped basically launch the My Talk format. 
uh, with the Ian and Marjorie show, which they hosted for 10 years. And so uh, Elizabeth Reese worked with both Ian and his wife, Marjorie, and in fact, uh, hosts a podcast with Marjorie Punnett called The Best of, uh, Best to the Nest. And we thought we would have her on. We would have her join us to talk about Ian and what made him such a respected broadcaster and loved co-worker and friend and human. So, Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Oh, good morning, friends. Boy, I wish I was here with you under different circumstances, that's for sure. Same. Yeah, no kidding. Um, hi, it's good to talk to you. Happy New Year. Um, let me first ask, Elizabeth, since, of course, you do the Best to the Nest podcast, which um, you, of course, do with Marjorie, and you were one half of the Marjorie and Elizabeth show for a few years here on my talk as well. Um, obviously, Marjorie is a dear friend of yours. Um you know, your your perspective to this point, and I think we could all kind of guess an answer here, but how is she doing? You know, I think, um, well, overall, you know, it's terrible circumstances. She feels so supported and loved, which is the most important thing in a time like this. So she has two sons. Um, long time My Talk listeners will know that Ian and Marjorie never referred to their sons by their actual names on the radio. They went by Itchy and Scratchy. Itchy and Scratchy, that's right. <laughs> and um, Itchy and Scratchy are grown up. Their names are Gar and Campbell, and they are okay with us saying their names. Okay, so, so that's not going to be legal recourse now that you said that. <laughs> nope, nope, okay. we're going to be okay. And um, they, what's what's been interesting is, as I was, I've been talking to Marjorie several times over the last couple of weeks, and um, you know, her sons, of course, went to her side right away and um and they are now taking care of her which i just think is so beautiful and just such a testament to just the wonderful parents that ian and marjorie are Hmm. is that her sons are grown and so now um as much as so many people have said like oh marjorie and the boys marjorie and the boys you know they're 28 and 30 and so they are men and um and they are really stepping up and just um, being the men that their father raised them to be. So that, as a friend of Marjorie's, of course, just makes me feel so much better just knowing that she is just totally wrapped up and enveloped in their love. And she is certainly feeling all of the um, just outpouring of support from people here in the Twin Cities who mm. have loved Ian and Marjorie for so many years and really felt like they were part of their family because, you know, Ian and Marjorie a married couple doing a radio show together. I mean, mm. they were like working out their life on the radio. And Marjorie and, hosted um, the show large or for some portion, or I don't know if it was entirely f- from home, right? Wasn't there like a yes. drop off she would do to school, something like that? Yep. She had a studio at their home in St. Paul and she would do her radio uh, portion from there. And they would also use that studio. Ian was a long time host on coast to coast, mm. uh, you know, a huge, huge national radio program and um of course ian was just an absolute broadcasting legend was just inducted into the kansas broadcasting hall of fame and i'm sure more inductions will be coming and he um and so she would do the show from home and she would you know like get the boys out the door and like have to take a quick break to get them out the door onto (laughs) the city bus to get them to go to school um and so, you know, when you kind of talked about that, like, work-life balance, I mean, I think in a time when people weren't even really talking about that very much, um, you know, because it was like the early 2000s, um, she was 
doing that and mm. talking about it and um, and normalizing it. Which really then allows, as to your point, allows people access to their lives in a different way that you, than you normally would get, which really causes a, a closeness and an affection uh, that's probably not so typical to other shows, particularly at that time. Elizabeth, one thing that I um, was... That, that just came rushing back to memory for me. So I, I came to Minnesota in at the very end of 2013. My first day was New Year's Eve 2013. And uh, you and I started working together in 2014. So Ian and Marjorie, their show um, ended in 2012 here on My Talk. Ian had a battle with tinnitus and, and, and left the station to for that reason, and I'm sure some others as well. Um, what I remembered you telling me always was, oh, you need to meet... Ian Punnett. You need to meet Ian Punnett. You and Ian would love each other. You would love him. You would want to talk with him. You'd want to ask him questions, all this, and he'd be interested. (laughs) Here's what I noticed. So there were only two times that I met Ian. One time it was when he was a guest on Twin Cities Live, and another time was when my talk celebrated our 20th anniversary just a couple of summers ago. At both of those meetings with him, what really stuck with me was a man who had accomplished so much in the industry and me a you know a, a kid who was on his way up and trying to learn about radio and all this kind of stuff he took such not only an interest in me but he was very intentional about affirming me and encouraging me and thoughtfully asking me questions he had that ability to make you feel even if it was only your second time ever meeting him, Mm -hmm. like you were the only person in the room and he just locked and loaded. And again, I walked away from those encounters having been encouraged and thoughtfully spoken to and, and, you know, challenged. And it was like, there was a really uniqueness to why did this guy who accomplished all these things and we were bringing him on to talk about his accomplishments then turns it and has like razor interest on me. Great teacher. You know, that yeah. that shows me that he is a was a very great teacher. And it seems like he was beloved by his students because what a uh, professor of journalism. And then wasn't he like the chief uh, person in charge of the, Over the radio, radio station. station at the college right. in Kansas? Right. I mean, you could tell that he just had a gift for communicating. And Elizabeth, didn't you have a situation where he uh, did he sidle next to you in the newsroom one day and let you know that there would be open waters beyond just covering local fires? Yeah, yeah, in a less creepy way than that sidle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, um, he has, uh, you know, my first encounters with Ian, you know, I think this is the thing about Ian is that everyone I know can remember the first time they met him. And you just can't say that about every single person that you encounter. You know, you just can't. There are certain special beings where you remember that moment. And this was when, um, when I was new to the television station. So 15 years ago, over 15 years ago. And, um, I was reporting for the morning show and, you know, frankly, having quite like a, an early midlife crisis and trying to figure out what my, life was going to look like. And I was in the newsroom um, and Ian would always just like fly past. And Ian, if you ever saw him in real life, Ian had amazing hair, like amazing. always <laughs> amazing flow of hair that always just seemed to like flow perfectly with whatever movement or wind was happening. And so he would sort of like fly through the newsroom 
and he's always very well-dressed. I mean, morning show radio people, like, Steve, what are you wearing? Your wife's jammy shirt again? Like, Ian was always dressed, just fully pulled together, jacket, vest, like, all the things. And so he would come through the newsroom because he'd pop into the cafeteria, as one does, to get a little bracky. Mm-hmm. And so he would come through the newsroom, and I remember seeing him a couple times and just kind of being like, who is that guy? Because I had just moved back to the Twin Cities. I didn't know what my talk was. And, um, and I remember standing there at that robo cam, Steve, you know, where you're, yes. you're going to be live on the news. And he said, um, he came up to me and he kind of, I don't, he just kind of got close to me and he was like, listen, this is just the beginning for you. This Aww. is just the beginning. You just hang in there. I've been watching. This is just the hmm. beginning for you. And it was just sort of this, like, I could breathe a little bit hmm. because I'm like, boy, somebody else sees that maybe I'm not quite in the right fit here, but that Mm. there is something else on the horizon. And then Ian became just this wonderful mentor for me. I mean, he advocated for me to come on to my talk. He um, was such an early supporter of Twin Cities Live when no one thought Twin Cities Live was going to make it. And everybody on the show who was there in those early days remembers just that support from Ian. And that's just the kind of person mm. that Ian was. What a gift. He was so gifted and so so talented as a broadcaster too and an ability to just talk about anything. And um and always what I took from him was when, you know, my talk is all about pop culture and about kind of talking about like celebrity things. And he always found a way to humanize the story, to make sure that the way that we were talking about celebrities was like this is just a microcosm of What's going on in the human experience? And let's talk about it. Hmm. Um, and that was just such a beautiful thing. And, I, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, it's just, I feel, you know, I've lost a friend and a mentor. Yeah. But what a gift it was to know him. And you know, I feel like one of the lucky ones. I, on um, last week when... And again, Ian passed, Ian Punnett, if you're just tuning in, who passed away on December 22nd, um, he just sort of kept popping up to my mind uh, while I was home. And so I um, I was trying to find the clip of him on Twin Cities Live when I first met him, and I couldn't find it. Instead, um, I found a, a great clip, which I would encourage everyone to go and watch today if you have a free three and a half minutes. It's Ian Punnett on the CBS Morning News um, back in the Charlie Rose days. Uh, and he's talking about his book, How to Pray When You're Pissed at God. Hmm. And it is a, a first of all, uh, it uh, feels like a timely topic, you know, in the midst of grief when you lose someone and it feels frustrating and um, helpless and hopeless when things are out of your control like that. Uh, but also, as a guest on their show, I was so taken by his ability to, like, make this three and a half minutes instead of us feeling rushed and like, crap, am I going to say anything that's any good? He was just like feet firmly on the ground, so eloquent. They were firing thoughtful questions at him, and he just had such a uh, s- such a way about him. And I just, to your point uh, of, you know, this incredible broadcaster, but also this thoughtful person. And we, you know, we can always use more thoughtful thinking people behind microphones and in mm. front of cameras and he was certainly yeah. one of them yeah that is so true i and he came on the show we're actually searching for that clip to play on twin cities live today um of when he was on our show talking about 
that book and I would encourage anybody to pick it up because um, I read it then and I, I need to do a reread of it because there are, um, you know, that's the other thing about Ian is just his unwavering faith. And that is something that Marjorie and I have talked about extensively on our podcast, Best of the Nest. And um, that that is something that Ian has always had this steadfast faith and how much that has anchored him and anchored his family and anchored those who love him. And um, I know that's something that I think Marjorie is hanging on to right now, but it just, you know, if you, um, when you think about Ian, a lot of people will quote him a life well lived, you know, that was something that he would talk about and certainly a life well lived and, um, and certainly just a life that, you know, just feels really too short. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great Everything loss. that he contribu- contributed. And um, I just don't know. I really cannot think of anyone else who I know who just made such an impact with every interaction that he had with other people. It's like, it's shocking. <laughs> it's like, yeah. To me, I'm like, how? Well, this sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, again, um, such a gift to, to be able to give that to people, to interact yeah. in that way and encourage people. It sounds like he had a sense for knowing yeah. what people needed when they needed it. Yes, exactly. He would see them. He could see people for who they are. And, um, and that didn't mean like always this rose colored glasses sort of a thing. It just meant just an, an appreciation um, human to human. And we were fortunate enough to have Ian on our podcast um, several times over the last few years as we've, Marjorie and I have had our weekly chats. And um, so I, I'll try to post some of those episodes so people can go back and listen to them. We did repost an episode last week and we're going to have another one. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, Holly Roberts with us. Just for another segment. And then she's off to, to resolve whatever resolution she's made for 2024. She's going to go get it. Are we going to do that? No. No, no we're not fine. doing that. Okay. Steve always tries to like motivate everybody and they're like, what's your word of the year? No, I'm not even doing a word of the year this year. See, you're ruining me. Just like you think I'm ruining you. I used to be someone who looked forward <laughs> to the future with a sense of opportunistic optimism. And now I'm like, oh, well, I'm still here. <laughs> what? what does that mean? That means you broke me. Oh, your years? I like you said you're still here, like, okay, I'm trying to get out of this place. No, just like, I guess I'm alive again, and it's 2024, yeah, and yeah. we'll just try to ring Status in 2025. Status quo, baby. Just that chill. Is, that's your bumper sticker. Status quo, <laughs> baby. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I got a couple of things here. One is... There is a very specific girl rule that's unspoken that my sister did not abide by over the holidays. Okay. Uh, 
she posted like 20 pictures from the holidays without consulting. What's your sister's name? I want to go find these photos. I shan't be telling you that. Can you at least send me a link later? I want to see you in the wild. I already made her take them down. You are unbearable. You are. Oh, my gosh. You are so self-obsessed. Continue. How? <laughs> this coming from you? No. But How Donna, dare you? It shows itself in different ways. That is true. Okay. I'll agree right, with that. It continue. is a little diva-like. I'll, I'll hear you out. So, she just posted all these pictures, and I think... My friend and I, back home, came to the conclusion that she's not even looking at the pictures. She's just dumping them. She's just going, dump, here's the holidays. You can't do that. You can't have, like, three people in the picture with their eyes closed, looking the other way. You have to look at the pictures before you post them. Anybody? You know, not really. Okay, well, that's coming from a TV guy who's always camera ready. Okay, there's one where I look like I'm half in the bag, and all I had was water. But it just, the lighting's bad. Donna, just because it's clear doesn't mean it was, that was vodka. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it was like, you know, early in the day where I looked terrible in the picture, and I consulted with a friend, and she goes, oh, God, yes, you look awful. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't want, like, exes and old high school friends who are, you know, mutual friends with my sister to be like, oh, my God, what happened to her? Can I say? I think it's a normal human reaction. Go. I think that in this situation, and I say this with love as a brother, you're the more broken one than your sister. If anyone, if if this solutions need fixing... I think it's the woman who puts lipstick on before she goes out to pull her trash cans in, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because the paparazzi's out there and it's going to be in grocery store aisles nationwide. I don't think there's any shame in wanting to look nice. I really don't. I don't think there is either. But I think we, in the year of 2024, what if you just distanced yourself and said, for one year, I'm not going to care if a picture of me not looking my best. Because now you're the annoying person in this scenario Who's like, wait, let me double check all those photos. I don't like this one. But the baby was giggling. I know, but I have bags under my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> oh, I like you. You, you <laughs> crop me out. I, I give people the courtesy. Like if they've got, you know, I don't know, a double chin. I'll crop them out. So what does that mean? You know, Aunt Pudgy's never getting in any photos? Well, maybe Aunt Pudgy isn't pudgy. She just looks that way because of the angle of the photo. Deep tease coming up today at 1015. I've asked a question on my Facebook page. What's a weird family name that you have? An aunt, an uncle, a grandma, a grandpa. And it all started from my sister-in-law who has an Aunt Pudgy. Oh, that's fun. I used to know a guy named Fudgy. (laughs) (laughs) He should meet Pudgy. I also had a hamster named Fudgy. Talking about an ice cream whale over there? Oh, yeah, yeah, Fudgy the whale! Yes. They just, you know what they just did at Carvel, uh, the ice cream store, they just did the annual turning from Fudgy the whale where they turn him into Santa Claus, if you just sort of counterclockwise turn Mm -hmm. him up, 
the tail looks like a Santa hat. That's right. And now he's back to whale. That's right. For the next 10 months, he's whale right. again. Fudgy's a whale. And just like Mariah Carey well, nature, thaws. Nature so, is healing. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. I don't know, I don't Donna. Know, you'll Steve. have a lot of people who will agree with you, but... You know, I, I think just it's think... just a common courtesy. Like, I think the more self-absorbed person is the person who doesn't consider others. No, they're just saying, "Look, it's a fun family memory. Memory. This isn't a glamour shot. Yeah, it was Jenny it opened a bicycle at Christmas, and people look generally happy." Mm. Well, You're not the not worst. That. You are. You're fired. We'll take a break. Uh, bye, <laughs> Holly. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Happy New Year. Uh, well, we come back. Mike wrote a song about what we missed in entertainment over the holidays. That's next. Hey, friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com.